0: Hey everybody, welcome to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, the only podcast sponsored by the Goonga Diner. Just remember, who watches the Watchmen? I am the Knight, I am Justice, I am Jay. With me as always, the daughter of Hippolyta, the princess of the Amazons herself, Diana. Hi. Oh yeah, she is all geared up and ready to go. So, it is time for AP Comics, where we meaning Diana will teach you or or bring you up to speed on uh you know some of her favorite comic series out there and she's picked a pretty good one today so you've picked Green Lanterns is that correct Yes Green Lanterns Okay so back when I was reading comics uh you know the Green Lantern really just had its own series then there was the Green Lantern Corps um so for me Green Lanterns are uh, Hal Jordan Kyle Rayner John Stewart and unfortunately Guy Gardner in this current run uh, Green Lanterns are these guys still around yeah they're they're still
1: around but they're more focused in the Green Lantern core uh, book okay so then who does this book center around it centers around Simon Boz and Jessica Cruz
0: Okay, so now I am not familiar with either one of them at all. So give us a little background. Uh Simon and Jessica, who are they? They are both they they're 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 partners and they're
1: both the Green Lanterns of Sector two eight one four. And Simon Boz was a Green Lantern before Jessica. He was he's from Detroit. He was like a he was like a street racer and he would also like steal cars, kinda like Jason Todd. And then one day, he got caught up in the wrong theft, and he got framed for being a terrorist, so he was sent to Guantanamo Bay, and he was there. I don't know how long he was there, but he was there for a while, and then eventually a Green Lantern ring came for him because his great courage was surviving Guantanamo Bay, knowing that he was innocent.
0: Do did, did they ever say uh, where where that ring came from or who passed it along to him? No, they don't.
1: But in another storyline, they show that the ring was actually glitched, and it was, it originally went to another person who I'll talk about later. Ooh, intrigue. Okay, Jessica Cruz. Who was she? Jessica Cruz is she is from Portland, Oregon, and she was she 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 was normal. She was like a normal woman at first, but then she witnessed. Uh, She was on a hunting trip in the woods with her friends, and then they witnessed the Mafia disposing of a body. So the Mafia didn't want any witnesses, so they killed the three of her friends, but she escaped. Um, Then after that, when the crime syndicate came over from Earth-3, back in the new 52 storyline, Forever Evil, um, Power Ring, who was the Green Lantern of Earth-3, was killed, and... His ring, which was the ring of Volthoom, which basically had the power of a Green Lantern ring, but was driven by fear, went to Jessica Cruz. Because this whole time, she was staying in her apartment. She was so terrified to leave, so she just locked herself away. So she was like depressed, anxious. She had PTSD, so she got the power ring. So Hal Jordan said, I can't just leave her like this, so I'll train her to try to use it properly and kind of be a Green Lantern. Then eventually they took her to Apocalypse to fight Darkseid. She sacrificed herself to save the Flash, and in doing so, she received a Green Lantern ring and became the second Green Lantern of Earth.
0: Okay, so she ended up with a true Green Lantern ring then. So are they partners then? Like, do they work together as a team? Uh, what's sort of their relationship?
1: Oh, they're they're like they're their best friends, and I really like the relationship between the two because, well, when... For the most part, they wrote it as it was a platonic relationship, they didn't see any romantic interest in each other, but then one writer, Tim Seeley, kind of kind of brought that up, but then he was smart and didn't have them commit to that, so yeah.
0: So just, just good friends, partners then, pretty much.
1: Yeah, and they worked together. Like, of course, in the beginning, when they started, it was a rocky relationship. And since Simon was more experienced, he always had to save Jessica and order her around. And in fact, at first, Jessica couldn't even make a construct. She just made like these wispy tentacle things and could shoot energy beams. So then he was the one saving her. But eventually, he learned to be more patient. She got better with her ring. She had more courage. And then they became good friends
0: okay so so for some people listening who probably like comics maybe not very familiar with green lantern lore at all uh you talked uh that jessica had trouble making constructs in the beginning not having you know and i i remember this you know it ju- it's just not having the ring that gives you your power what is really the power behind uh you know the constructs that we see the lanterns do like it, more specifically, the Green Lantern, because I know there's differences between the colors. So Green Lanterns, what fuels them? Uh,
1: willpower fuels them, and willpower is basically the ability to overcome fear. And since Jessica Cruz locked herself in her apartment for years, she had the Ring of Volthum, which basically fed off her fear. She was still very anxious. She still had PTSD. She was still very depressed, so she couldn't get her willpower up. Enough to make a solid construct, like when you see how Jordan make the fist or the giant baseball glove to catch somebody. So she's just shooting like energy beams
0: and had like energy tentacles and stuff. Okay, but now is she able to do constructs in 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 the latest episodes, latest issues? Oh
1: yeah, there was one where she made a construct of Wonder Woman to hold up the weight of one fourth of an entire planet.
0: Well, that's pretty impressive. So, right now, uh, what issue What issue are they on in Green Lanterns?
1: I believe
0: they just finished issue 48. Okay. All right, issue 48. So, let me ask you, is there a favorite storyline or thread that you have uh, in this series? Or even if there's a couple of them. Um,
1: well, I'd say my top three are back when Sam Humphreys... Two of them are when Sam Humphreys was writing them. It was the Phantom Lantern and Dr. Polaris... And then Tim Seeley, he's just an amazing writer, so his
0: whole run of Green Lanterns I loved. Wow, okay. Um, Aside from the two main Green Lanterns, are there any other Lanterns that make an appearance or any other side characters or uh, supporting characters that you really like in this series?
1: Um, Well, there's, there's... They have a Guardian of the Universe for a while. They have Rami. He was because he was an exiled guardian because he made a power ring that could tap into every emotion of the emotional spectrum. So then he was um, cast out by the guardians because it was too dangerous a weapon and he found his way to
0: Earth where Simon and Jessica work with him. Okay, so are there any others? Since they're pretty much the, the Green Lanterns for Earth, uh, are there is there anybody on Earth that kind of supports them, uh, friends, family, anything like that? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, Simon has his sister, his best friend, and their child, because his sister and best friend are married. And so Simon was living with them for a while, and I believe the son's name is Fareed. And the best friend, they, there's actually a good arc with the best friend because they used to they used to hustle cars together, they used to street race together. But then when Simon became Green Lantern, He was kind of like, I know you're Green Lantern, but even when you're here, you're not spending any time with me. And then they were, and then like Simon said, like I'll be there for your birthday. I'll get you this amazing gift. I'll be there, I promise. But then of course he was caught up. He was fighting Volthoom, the first Lantern. So then he missed it. But then there was this one issue where they were able to make up and they became best friends again. And um, Jessica Cruz, she has her sister and she actually lives with a sister because she does not have a job besides being Green Lantern, so she
0: cannot afford her own place. Wow. So, it. it you know, <clears throat> you mentioned early on that when uh, Jessica got her first ring, which really wasn't a true Green Lantern ring. Uh, you know, you said things like she was anxious, um, depressed, uh, PTSD. Uh, you know, like you said, we're probably into the middle 40s with this series now. Uh, how... How is she doing with all of that? How is has being a green lantern helped her start to overcome these things? Has she overcome them? Let us know. She has
1: uh she has become stronger. She she's able. She actually made a bond with her ring. She was actually able to she she is actually able to summon up so much courage that she rewrote the rings' programming, so the ring is much personalized to her, so the ring speaks Spanish, the ring calls her Jaybird, calls her Jess Mess, and just speaks to her casually, because she was able to overwrite the ring, but just because she was able to summon up that much courage doesn't mean that she's cured, and I think that's something Sam Humphreys knew very well, because at the end of uh, every arc, she kind of realized something, but at the start of the next arc, she'd still kind of be a little low, and just, I like that to show how like with mental illness, even though you you get better sometimes, like the next day you're gonna you can still be knocked down all the way to the bottom you need to work your way back up.
0: Not like uh like a classic cartoon or comic book where problems seem to be resolved in one or two issues. I mean, this is this has pretty much been an ongoing issue for her throughout the series. She's dealing with it getting better, but it's it's still there.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Like she like, there was one issue... It was early on, but I still liked it. It was about, like, a day in her life and about, like, how in the morning, how she still, even though she's Green Lantern, she still doesn't want to get up and how Simon is there to help her out. Like, they, like he always says, I'll take you out for pancakes and to try to incentivize her to get up, but she still can't get up. And then there was this beautiful splash page on one of the arcs where it was just her and she was just so stressed out. And then you see all the self-doubts in her, like, little thought bubbles like swirling around
0: her in the mess of green and it was really beautiful wow so it sounds like you know pretty much like some of the other comics you know you talked about superman early on uh last time we talked you did super sons um i'm sure you like action but it seems like you really like these personal stories um you know you liked them with superman with uh with him more kind of as Clark Kent. You like the bonding between uh, Jonathan and uh, Damien, you know, and kind of seeing their personal struggles. Uh, what is what is it about really, I guess, these really not traditional comic book stories, you know, Zap, Pow, Crash? What is it about these more personal stories that really appeals to you as a reader? Um, Because, like, of course, I still love the
1: action. I still love Superman punching Doomsday in the face or how Jordan fighting Sinestro, but it's just... It's just, like, as somebody who goes through, like, a lot of stuff, like, especially, like, with Jessica Cruz, like, mental illness, like, it's good to see that, like, there's a hero out there who can relate to you, who, like, still goes through the same things, who's still a person, and you kind of see how superheroes aren't, like, this godlike entity who's, like, better than everybody else, how there's still people, and how they still have struggles, and maybe it's, like, if we can learn to overcome our struggles and be a, if, if, if they can all learn to overcome their struggles and be a hero, kind of like, Hey, maybe I could overcome my struggles and in my own way, like be a hero.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, you might not at the end of the day, you might not be able to fly or, or, you know, unfortunately there's no green lantern rings out there, but kind of getting your life in order and, you know, doing something with yourself is being a hero for you yeah and also like helping other people too yeah absolutely um, and I just know that you know pretty soon you're going to be going off to college you're looking to study writing um, so are you kind of looking and I know we're sidetracking a little bit but that's okay are you kind of looking to kind of pour some of that into your writing and, and whatever it's going to be be it comics or books TV movies are you kind of looking to to express yourself that way as a, as a developing writer
1: yeah, of course. Like I, I always think that like uh, nowadays, nothing can truly be pure action or pure like mystery. It's like you need to have some elements of humanity in there. Like uh, I know I'm really sidetracking now, but there's a show, Bojack Horseman. It's not just about the silly antics of a horseman. It's about like his struggles with addiction and being washed up and depressed. So yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's kind of taking some of those classic you know storytelling methods you know action or or comedy but putting realism in it
1: yeah and then to bring it back i think green lanterns does that really well especially cuz there was one for a while simon he he used to carry around a gun like not 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 a green lantern gun not an alien gun like a human a human gun he, he did this as a green lantern he he had it strapped to his hip as a green lantern yeah cuz he was afraid He was so afraid that he wouldn't be good enough as a Green Lantern, and that eventually his ring will fail him, and that gun is the only way out of it. So then, there was one where both of them and Batman were fighting Scarecrow, and Scarecrow made this, he kind of made like this giant copy of a yellow ring, and it was infecting all of Gotham. And then, Simon Boz was there, Jessica Cruz and Batman, they were down. And then Simon Boz was the only one left. And he saw, and he said, like, I could use my gun because there was so much fear around him, he couldn't do it. But then he took a breath and mustered up the courage and destroyed the machine with his ring. And after that, he threw away his gun because he said, like, if I could overcome, like, basically the full strength of a yellow lantern ring, I'm a good enough green lantern. I don't need my gun. And then in the next arc, they were trapped a billion years in the past and his ring broke, but he was still able to fight even without it, like, he, of course, he thought, like, oh, I wish I had my gun now, but that didn't stop him, and he was still able to fight and help Jessica and the other Green Lanterns. Well,
0: I mean, that's, I mean, that's just amazing storytelling. Um, So, you know, I I really hope that by talking about it, you've kind of inspired some people to maybe start picking it up. Now, I'm sure people want to go right out there, get issue one, and run through the series. But, where do you think, for maybe a casual reader or somebody who just kind of wants to start this series, maybe they'll go back to the other ones and trade paperback later, where do you think is a good sort of jumping on point uh, for Green Lanterns?
1: I think a good jumping on point is when Tim Seeley started writing the series. It's not, it wasn't that long ago when he started, and all his stuff is basically like interconnected. So it makes it like one giant arc. So I think starting there would be good because before that, Sam Humphreys wrote a huge chunk of it. And Sealy, like, of course, he would call back to what Humphreys does, but he doesn't do it where you're lost. So I think kind of starting there and then pretty soon Dan Juergens, the guy who wrote Death of Superman, he'll be taking over. So that's a good place to go moving forward.
0: Uh, Dan Juergens, a writer that you like?
1: um he's hit or miss sometimes he's really good and i love it and then of course because he wrote death of superman action comics his action is really good but of course like that heart of green lanterns like with jessica cruz being depressed or simon Baz not thinking he's good enough
0: i hope he's still able to keep that in the center all right so we'll wait and see all right so i think that's going to lead us into a segment that we're going to try out here uh so every week of course Diana goes to the comic shop, sometimes I go with her, sometimes I don't, so she always likes to stack up on comics, and we decided, you know, she read through some of the stuff she got this week, and she has for us, Pick of the Week. So, Diana's going to talk about a comic that she picked up this week that she really enjoys, we're going to try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, because we do want you to run out there and get it, so Diana, what is your Pick of the Week? My pick of the week is Dazzler Number 1 by Madeline Visaggio. Okay, and I believe this is only going to be a one-shot to help introduce Dazzler back into the X-Men. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So even if you're like, I don't want to go out there and start a new series, it's just, it's just a one-shot, so you don't need to buy an engagement ring to
0: the series. <laughs> I love that. All right, now I see the comics that you buy. You are very sparse in picking up Marvel, Uh, I've never even really seen you pick up an X title at all. Why would you pick up Dazzler? This Dazzler one shot.
1: Well, um, it wasn't because of Dazzler. I'm not a Dazzler fan. Don't worry. And um, it's because the writer Madeline Visaggio is a really good writer. Right now, she's writing for DC's Young Animal. She's writing Eternity Girl. Which, if it came out this week, that would be my pick of the week. But. So she's a really talented writer, and she wrote Dazzler. So I'm like, hmm, I want to
0: see where she goes with it. So that's what got me to pick it up. And actually, after Diana read it, she handed it off to me, and uh, I read through it, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. And like I said, we're going to try to keep it spoiler-free. Um, but again, this is not, you know, we don't see Dazzler, Alison Blair. We don't see her, you know, every page using her mutant abilities. Um Trying to keep it spoiler-free, Diana, what appealed to you about this comic or about this story? Um, well, it's
1: like there's not really... There's there's no, like, super villain, so it's not like Dazzler's going to face off against Magneto or Doctor Doom or anything. It's like she's... It's basically like she's on tour, and some stuff happens between the mutants and the inhumans, and she's trying to pacify that. So it's kind of like... It's very real because you can see... Because of course, to like most people, unless you're like a real comics like guru, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna see the difference between the mutants and the Inhumans. So that's a big driving force in the comic.
0: Yeah, and actually, you know, after I read it, Diana actually quizzed me and kind of asked me where, you know, what did I think was the symbolism in it and everything. And 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 of course, listen, you know, you guys are gonna come up with your own ideas. You know, it's sort of like Diana said. Conflict between mutants and inhumans, uh, sort of with Alison Blair in the middle. Um, Anything else that you particularly liked about it—the art, or was it really the story that drove it for you?
1: It was really the story that drove it for me. Like it was like I read through it really quickly because I loved it, and it wasn't even like there wasn't, and it wasn't like there wasn't action to keep the page turning. It was just like the story and the
0: relationship between these two groups. So you would say somebody who's never read x-men somebody who's doesn't even maybe doesn't even know who dazzler is but they want a good story you'd recommend this dazzler one shot oh yes and then like i think it even
1: works that like the less you know about the x-men and inhumans the better the better the story
0: will be well again that's some amazing writing uh and you said that was who was the writer on that again madeline visaggio yep i think she also goes by mags visaggio uh i actually follow her on twitter and uh she actually said, when she wrote this issue, she really specifically avoided using the name uh dazzler uh she kept the name Allison in there to make the character more personal for you uh what did you think about that yeah, it was good like, i I didn't really I didn't really catch on to that how they were calling
1: her Allison to like make her more of a human because like I don't know like especially like with especially going back to the thing like Green Lanterns, I don't call Jessica Cruz or Simon Boz a Green Lantern. I say, oh, man, Simon's coming in, or oh, man, Jess is coming in. So, yeah, so I kind of already, I'm kind of already, like, numb to that.
0: Well, I don't think it. maybe it's numb to it. it maybe it makes the characters more relatable and more real for you. Yeah, like, I already see it like that, I guess. I mean. Cool. So that was the Dazzler one-shot. Uh, came out this week, and Definitely look for it in your comic stores. It's a great pickup. Uh, The writer on that again is Magdalene Visaggio, who uh, this August, August 18th and 19th, uh, she's going to be appearing in New York City at Flame Con, which is an LGBTQ comic con. Uh, A lot of top-notch artists and writers are going to be there. She's going to be there. Uh, Who else is going to be there? Because I know there's a couple that you want to meet.
1: Steve Orlando will be there and um, James Tinian the fourth will be there. And uh, you can look forward to a James Tinian the fourth detective comics retrospective coming up soon on AP
0: comics. Cause he just finished his run. So yeah, I know you're a big fan of, of all three of those writers. Alrighty. So I think this is a really good place to kind of wrap it all up here. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, I just want to say that you can find us on Instagram, uh, on stuff you don't need to know, uh, post pictures of what we talk about. I do some polls once in a while. Uh, we are now on Twitter so if you're on twitter look for us just search for stuff you don't need to know i'm sure you'll find us out there uh and of course you could listen to us right here on anchor uh anchor has that call-in feature uh you can call in leave us messages ask questions for diana i don't know how to put it on the air but i'll repeat the question she'll answer it uh you know give us applause. tell your friends about us uh if you like us applaud us uh Give us a call-in. We'll definitely give you a shout-out. Of course, you can find us everywhere else you find podcasts, uh, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Cast. This is Jay. And Diana. And good comic book reading to you.